everybody. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. We are here to talk about all the rest in the Christmas season uh, coming to BET, to Great American Family, to all of the, to Netflix, Disney, all of the channels. We are covering uh, and we're previewing them. Uh, we won't necessarily recap all of these on the podcast, uh, but uh, we just wanted to let everybody to be aware of them and uh, you can watch them to your heart's content. And we might, as ours, our tradition, throw in a few little horror movies coming up. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. And I am film critic Rachel Wagner and Jennifer Chandler's here. Hello. And Ryan Cam's here. I'm back. Merry Christmas to both <laughs> of you. <laughs> and uh, thank you for coming on and doing this. Thank you for having us and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And this year is actually a lot less than in some other years. Uh, like last year, we on this podcast, we didn't do BT. Uh, that was in, we had a different preview. Uh, and so, especially if you take those out, uh, it's way less than last year. And uh, only one on Netflix uh and yeah. uh, no like ion no there's a bunch of networks who aren't doing any that did some last year so uh yeah people are uh, cutting back on the christmas fair this year so hopefully... i wonder if that's viewer related i i didn't look at any of the ones that we reviewed last year to see mm -hmm. how they performed i think it probably is a little bit a market saturation but also i think it has to do with the with the strikes they just wasn't oh, good able call. to make as much, especially for uh, like, they just announced lifetime slate today and they're only doing 12 movies, which they've done as many as 30. So it's wow. some years. Uh, and because lifetime is owned by Disney, they weren't able to get like the waivers and other stuff that, that uh, Hallmark was able to get. Uh, and um, so, yeah, so quite a bit less. Uh, wait, wait, and, wait, wait a minute. Lifetime is owned by Disney. It is. Yeah. That's a, a lot of people don't know that, but it is. I, yeah. I'm one of them. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. So they, cause it, it is kind of funny because in the world of the Christmas movie space, Hallmark is like, you know, seems like the, the powerhouse is the one that gets the best ratings and everything like that. But in the world of media, they're actually like crown crown Hallmark media, crown media. They're actually considered a small, studio small distributor small like they were able to get the waivers that like an ion or an a24 or neon or you know places like that that they were able to get those waivers they're considered small <laughs> in the world of media compared to disney or fox or you know that kind of a thing so it's sort of interesting but uh but i think that's the bigger reason why it's just not as many uh movies were made but hopefully it means we get quality over quantity which is always good it seems like seems like the networks that aren't doing any just gave all their energy to GAC. They're like, yeah, <laughs> give all our energy to you because yeah, like yeah. GAC is just like, all right, <laughs> here's a hundred of them. And we don't normally cover Great American Family on this podcast, but a lot of these movies, they're movies you'll be able to find on Tubi and other services. And so I thought it's worth just doing the preview and then people can watch them. And so if, if there's ones that are, available other places like i said to be pluto stuff like that crackle then we will we will recap them but uh but 
there we go. So let's dive in and let's remind everybody about our ranking system that we do for these preview shows. Uh, we have uh, the lowest score is a coal. Our next up is a sock. Next up is an orange. And then uh, uh, higher than that, the highest of all is a diamond ring. So very, very fun. <laughs> I'm not wearing one. I just... <laughs> just bling it. Universal, the universal sign. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, you're the only one of us that would have one. <laughs> so I have one. I am not wearing it. Right. Right. All right. Well, let's dive in. Let's talk about it. The first one is a Wesley Christmas wedding, BT112. This is Dorian Wilson, Jasmine Guy, director Patricia Kufi Jones, writers Bree West Chazetier. When the Wesley family gets back together for a glorious Christmas wedding, they must overcome the shenanigans of a momzilla, a few crazed exes and new family additions, some wanted, others tolerated, before the betrothed couple says, I do. Now, last year, I must say, I had a pretty mixed at best experience covering BT. That's why we're not covering them this year. I just, a lot of them, they, they, were very like they loved having like cat fights and gold diggers and uh and you can see that a little bit with this a few crazed exes and and things like that about this the first one the first wesley christmas uh, was okay uh it it had i'm trying to remember i think it had this like really random like vietnam war veteran story that got really dark I might be getting my BT movies confused, so I apologize. But um, but I remember thinking it was okay. Uh, and I, you know, I love Jasmine Guy, but I'm gonna give it uh I'll give this one just because I'm I don't want to be too hard on all the BT movies, but I'll give so I'll give this one in orange because I remember thinking the first one was okay. And I do like Jasmine Guy a lot. Uh, but what about you? What do you think, Jennifer? I, I think from the trailer alone, um, it just seemed very hectic, like you were talking about, mm -hmm. just lots of drama uh, for the sake of drama and kind of cattiness and pettiness. But it also had like all the family dynamics I'm looking mm -hmm. for in like a holiday movie. Right. So I, I gave it, <laughs> I hate to start out out of the gate, make it up stuff, but like a hesitant orange. A hesitant so I'm orange. A, a cautious orange. <laughs> a, a, <laughs> like, clementine. Yeah. a clementine. You're like peel but, it halfway and take a bite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I, I thought it had the potential to be cute, yeah. but from the chaos of the trailer, if the movie is actually like the chaos of the trailer. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Ryan? Um, I think I'm gonna go orange as well. I think there is potential here. When when I when it said Momzilla, I'm like, okay, I think I have a feeling I know what's going to happen here. Mm -hmm. it, so I mean, there there is that, but I mean, I don't want to say this is bad because this this didn't look bad, but it just I don't know. It felt very very samey to me, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right, next up we have Heart for the Holidays and this is Eric Peoples, Kyle Lauder and Starletta Depois, director David M. Parks, writers David C. Burnett, Lori Beth Burnett and Shaylee Madison. 
Hardworking businesswoman Rachel travels to the small town of Cheverly for a life-saving heart transplant. Fate connects her with a heart donor, Miss Sims, who tragically dies in a car accident. In Cheverly, Rachel crosses paths with Amy, who also received an organ from the same donor. As Rachel attempts to leave the town, an inexplicable force keeps her bound to Cheverly, and she discovers a deep affection for the community. Amid her journey, Rachel unexpectedly falls in love with Scott, Amy's brother. A lot going on here, and this this is one of those uh, one of those romances that could easily be a horror movie. She like can't leave. (laughs) (laughs) I I was going to say when it said like irresistible and inexplicable force, I was just sitting there like. Wait, this this is how like Groundhog Day starts. Like a force keeps Bill Murray and Punks of Tongue. You could do an entire show just on reframing Christmas films as horror films, and it'd be well. I always say most of the time you just change out the score and and recut the trailer, and you're just like, why can't I leave the town? And like it's Christmas here forever. (laughs) There was one on Hallmark last year called Fabled Holiday where it really was a horror movie like they i'm convinced that they couldn't leave this this magical fairy tale christmas land that they were in and as soon as the one tried to leave he like got a heart attack and he was in the hospital i'm like they can't oh, leave my word. and it was supposed to be this like whimsical charming thing i'm like it was so funny read the room hallmark read the room. <laughs> be happy um, or die i I'm gonna give this one like oh these like canned oranges this is like really close to being a sock (laughs) but I'm gonna be optimistic that it'll be sweet (laughs) Uh, what about you Jennifer I uh said an unripened orange (laughs) (laughs) we're the same then there's there's like a potential i mean i love a return to me with yeah, uh, any driver and so this could go in that kind of vein where yeah. it's it's wholesome and sweet and you know slightly mm-hmm. tragic um or it could just be <laughs> awful and manipulative and creepy yeah. because there's an unknown force keeping her in town so i've I- always dreamed of a irish italian restaurant after watching return to me yeah somebody needs to i bet there is happen. one somewhere I'm just sure so you could get ravioli with a side of sauerkraut that's the dream <laughs> someday <laughs> but ryan what about you i'm going with like an orange flavored flintstones vitamin <laughs> that's good yeah 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 it's like enough orange to kind of know but at the same time it's like orange so yeah. Very good. I think at this point the rating system is more of a guideline <laughs> than it is for rating we're just, system. We're just a, we're it's a framework just, for uh, for. They vamping. really don't mean anything. That, I mean, because we haven't seen the movie, so it's just right. Yeah. Um, okay, next is Christmas Angel, and this is Sky Black, Danny Lee, Romeo Miller, Elise Neal, Tamar Braxton, Daniel Riley, and Iris Gasper, and it's directed and written by Lizrael Lisan. Troubled R&B megastar Angel St. James is the face of every major magazine news outlet. However, when her fake happiness peaks, she is forced to face her reality. While driving to get away for a few days, her car breaks down on a desolate road. A simple stranger offers to help her fix her car. I'm seeing the horror movie. 
absolutely right now. She decides to step out on faith and enjoy Christmas with this random stranger and his eight-year-old daughter. She discovers the magic of Christmas and love and the family she always wanted. <laughs> Who wrote this is kind of funny. The random so, stranger. <laughs> so I desolate I, road. Like they're not trying to make it sound whimsical at all. Like this a simple stranger offers to help fix her car <laughs> in the desolate so road. I'm really sorry to interrupt you, Rachel, but no. this plot sounds eerily similar to this 2014 movie I saw. I, I think, Rachel, you might have seen it. Jennifer, you might not have. It's called Beyond the Lights. Oh, yeah. It starred, yeah, Goo- right. starred Gugu and Batha Ra, Nate Parker, movie. and a mini driver. Gugu and Batha Ra plays a pop star, like a very big it's one. A good movie. And she, uh, and she basically like grows tired of it because her mom becomes like well the kind of mom to a pop star she's very demanding she like takes potatoes off her plate at breakfast because she can't have any carbs and don't that touch whole... my potatoes that is not <laughs> I, I i believe me yeah. I, i'm i'm in agreement with you but, it's kind uh... of like a new take on bodyguard you know kind of it's yeah. good oh. you'd like it jennifer yeah it looks good i was pulling it up on imdb yeah yeah, it was, it was directed by Gina Prince Blythewood, who uh, wrote Love and Basketball, and she would go on to direct The Woman King. So she's done a, quite a few yeah, things. She's good. She's good. Uh, well, this one, um, I'm going to go to Sock, but it's possible it could be good. What do you think, Jennifer? I will give our first call. I was like, <laughs> there's... yeah. I've heard this. There's nothing specifically in yeah. the summary. It's hard when there's not a trailer um, yeah. to, to get a feel for how it's actually going to play out, obviously. Well, it's just but a weirdly just... written summary when they talk about desolate roads and random strangers. And Well, it got me know, thinking just... when you're talking about the writer's strike. I'm like, where did, where did they obtain <laughs> the people to write the synopses for these? Right. Like, maybe. That's true. It's like, it's like That's a, a good point. Horror writer. <laughs> like, hey. I've got some side work for you. Could you write these <laughs> Christmas synopses for me? So you, I just give it a call. What do you give it, Ryan? I am in agreement with Jennifer. I'm going Cole on this one. If I want to watch Beyond the Lights, I'll watch Beyond the Lights. All right. So then we have Sworn Justice Taken Before Christmas. Michelle Morgan, Leyland B. Martin, Vivica A. Fox, Melissa Ford, and Preacher Lawson. Director and writer Nicole G. Lair. And Jennifer Snow, who Jennifer Snow has eight Christmas movies coming this season. Eight. So she's like incredible. Um, but this is her she's, only she's like Candace Taylor. Who? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she's incredible. Uh, and it says on Christmas Eve, a hardened detective and her DA boyfriend are bo- both informed that each other has been kidnapped. As the world closes for the holiday, they're locked out of their computers and phones and must follow the demands of the menacing voice giving them orders. This leads to a snowy night of cat and mouse thrills as the two fight for their survival. <laughs> I mean, it, this one, it is a little bit hard not having a trailer because I feel like I'd get an idea of like, it sounds very like covid like filmed in two rooms which mm. can be good, but usually isn't. Um, it's just not my thing. So I'm going to give us a call, but it does have a good writer. So maybe, I don't know. Uh, Jennifer. I gave it a sock 
because it took a chance. <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> but I, I don't know. It sounds like they they weren't kidnapped. Like they're both working to find the other person. But if they're both working to find the other person, then I would imagine neither one of them are actually stuck somewhere. But again, I'm just assuming since I haven't seen a trailer. So they they made an attempt. It's creative. I give it a shot. But uh, I'm very nervous about what yeah, that would actually so look like. They're both kidnapped and they're locked out of their computers and phones and must follow the demands of the menacing voice giving them orders. So, so they're in a room in to do the... what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is, is this like a saw? Stand on your head. <laughs> like, like, I, I hate to be this guy all the time to like remember this movie, but there was this movie back in 2008 called Eagle Eye. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of it. Star mm-hmm. Shia LaBeouf and Michelle Monaghan. It's I literally about it, these, yes. It's literally about these two people who are controlled by this voice to do these things, basically being controlled. So is it any is it good? good? I love. I both honestly of them. have not seen it in a minute, but <laughs> I remember thinking it was just okay. Mm-hmm. But as I was wow. like, hearing this out Shia loud. Wow, and I don't John know if Curtis this is Martin. like a series Sworn Justice colon taken before Christmas. I have no idea. I but. have to watch that movie. <laughs> I like I like old school Shia and the things he was in. It's got Rosario Dawson, yeah. Michael Chiklis, mm-hmm. Anthony oh. Mackie, Billy Bob oh. Thornton. Oh. Like it's, that it's is a good cast. Oh, like Ryan, what do you give? Goes, what do you give Sworn Justice? Like he goes to sleep into his apartment, Shia LaBeouf's character, and wakes up with nothing but like bomb supplies in there. Ooh. <laughs> That's like okay. a Cloverfield Lane. She wakes up and she's in the sort sorta of, kinda, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh all right. What do you give Sworn Justice, Ryan? You know what? Um I think Orange is more <laughs> generous than Sock, right? Uh-huh. So Yes, yes. So I think I think I will be a little more generous. I'll go uh, I'll go orange on this. Okay. All right. Then we have So Fly Christmas. Tashina Arnold, Tammy Roman, Robert Christopher Riley, Larissa Romaine, Jackie Harry, Tommy Davidson, and Michael Kuliar. Director Terry J. Vaughn and writer Clarence Williams. After being stood up at the altar on Christmas Eve, Waveta loses her love on her favorite holiday to show her solidarity with Veda's best friend Dion suggests that the two of them renounce love. Things become complicated when Dion falls for a mild-mannered record store owner and tries to keep it under wraps. This sounds kind of fun. It has a good cast. I really like everybody. And maybe one of these movies will finally let Jackie Harry be funny. She's done so many of these Christmas movies and she's almost always has to play it serious. Uh, and I would love to see her be funny tommy davidson could be funny it's a it's a good cast uh and i know terry javon has done a bunch so i'm gonna be optimistic about this one and say uh i'm gonna say this one will get a, a good orange i get this might be the most promising looking one or one of the most promising ones i i think it sounds pretty good uh what do you think jennifer well i think i'm a grinch because <laughs> <laughs> okay. i gave it a dirty sock i just oh it just, okay it, just in the in the plot summary there's just so much and <laughs> already lot, like, yeah. backstabby and being left at the off, off altar and then you're lying to your friends i don't know just <laughs> yeah. not what i'm looking for in a christmas movie personally but i, I gave it a dirty, dirty sock didn't didn't full-on give it cold because like you said i think there's potential but <laughs> until we watch it what do you think ryan 
I'm just gonna go clean sock. And I think the only reason <laughs> I think the only reason is that, you know, I was reading this and it was like, yep, she says she's through with love, and then all of a sudden she meets like, yeah, record store owner. Like, who owns a record store in 2023? Like, I don't mean to be mean. Hipsters. But... Hipsters. Oh, that's, that's, that, that's true, yes. But uh, I don't know. Somehow that's the most unrealistic part of this book. <laughs> yeah. And so the next one, I think, is a sequel, if I'm not mistaken. It's Royal Christmas Surprise. Uh, it stars Jennifer Freeman, Thapello Mokina, and Abina Avior. Sorry, I butchered that name. Director uh, Beauty Masavre Alt- Ugh. director beauty masavre and writer charlie mihelic and it's riley is planning the perfect christmas for her soon-to-be husband mandia as riley's family hosts mandia's south african royal parents in kentucky riley receives a surprise from mandia that will jeopardize her plans with future husband yeah so the first one i think is called a royal surprise uh and it was kind of fun to have a princess movie a christmas uh, a, a royal movie it's kind of fun to have a royal movie that is um let me see if i got that name right yeah a royal surprise that was last year so it was kind of fun to have a holiday film that is about an african royalty usually you don't see it usually they're like slovenia or genovia or someplace in eastern europe uh and uh, uh, and usually sequels are terrible. This doesn't sound great, but I'm going to give a sock. What do you think, Jennifer? Okay, I think I was searching to find a trailer and I definitely watched A Royal Surprise. And so I was very confused <laughs> when you were just talking right now. I was oh, like, Wait yeah. A so so she already knows he's he's royal. So that makes way more sense. Um. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So the first one's a royal surprise, and this one's a royal Christmas surprise. Right. Sorry. Um, I gave it a tentative orange. Mm. I think I, I think I will hold on a tentative orange for a royal yeah. Christmas surprise. Sequels, eh, sometimes yeah. they're great, sometimes they're not. But uh, the first one looked like everybody had chemistry, but it also looked very dramatic. Um, and the trailer for, I know we're not talking about really a royal surprise but it was just like mm-hmm. it went from from catastrophic event to catastrophic event without anything like no breathing room in the middle i was like Ooh. yeah yeah <laughs> that's a lot so tentative orange what do you think ryan also if you're in the princess diaries it's genovia, genovia. yeah yeah absolutely um some kind of ovia yeah that's very true <laughs> um i'm I'm going to go like an orange sock again. (laughs) Walking that tightrope. All right. The next is the Christmas ringer and it's Trent's uh, Kelly Price, Tyler Lepley, Shazette Michelle, um, and then director Patricia Kufi Jones, writer Greg McBride, who's a friend of the podcast. After her career is derailed by her manager fiance, the reigning princess of Christmas, defunct R&B singer, retreats to her family's home for the holidays where her mother convinces her to direct the family's ragtag church choir so they can win a Christmas choir competition. 
Now, it sounds like Sister Act without the yeah. law part. <laughs> yeah. Or and the I do, church part. I do know from Greg that I think this is, if not an outright musical, it's got a lot of music in it, he told me. Uh, and he is a good writer. So it gives me a lot more confidence in this because he's good. Uh, and not just because he's a friend, but he is very talented. So this one, yeah, I I think that it sounds fun enough for going back to the small town and anything with music is going to get a, a bump. And so this is going to be probably my highest score um, because I know the writer <laughs> uh, or because I know his talent as a writer. So it gives me confidence. Um, so I'm going to give this, I guess, small diamond. And hope it's, I think it's the best, going to be the best of this group. But um, what do you think, Jennifer? Well, I admit that before you started talking about it, I had it under sock. But then you mentioned lots of music and that you mm -hmm. know the writer and that you were optimistic. So I gave it an orange sock instead of okay. just a normal <laughs> one. <laughs> what do you think, Ryan? Well, now I feel kind of bad for my sister act comments since uh, since this uh, person is a friend of, is a friend of yours. So I but I, I like I, sister act. You don't like sister act? No, I I do. I just I, I I think sister act is great. I just I said it and I was like I didn't want it to like sound like I was trying to be like a jerk or something. Oh no no, it's a compliment. Because sometimes uh... <laughs> sometimes my humor works and sometimes it really doesn't. <laughs> so, so so what will you give it? You know what? I'm going to go with an orange. I feel like there is potential here. Mm -hmm. I, I, I at least like, I at least like the story that they're going with of, of uh, the pops, uh, like the pop star going back and finding her roots. I don't know. It's been done before, but I oddly like am forgiving for that one. Like I love stories where like people that had success lose it and they have to build themselves back up again i don't know what i like so much about that but i just do i, yeah. I like the spirit of that i guess tropes sure. are tropes for a reason yep yeah. yeah good point yeah all right so then we have never alone for christmas uh this is mingan vaughn alan maldonado and macy gray director kenny young writers gritz carter phil james ned nally Lauren gets cold feet and calls off her wedding to Miles and neither had dreamt they would be forced to spend Christmas alone. Unbeknownst to the other, each winds up at the same Cajun Christmas retreat for singles with someone new in their arms. I'm sorry, this sounds really bad to me. It sounds like it's, we're going to get like infighting and cattiness. And if they didn't show up with someone else in their arms, then I might be more interested if they just were both randomly at this retreat. But... Uh, I'm going to give this a call. I don't think that sounds very good, but what do you think, Jennifer? Same. I also gave it a call. It just sounded too, too much. It's my personal taste. I just don't yeah. like all the overlapping. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Ryan? I'm going call as well. And I can picture some of the scenes where it is, the main characters have to have this difficult conversation and they find like every reason not to. And it just, just descends from there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So then we have Christmas Rescue and this Robin Givens, Raven Goodwin, Donnie Carrington, 
Uh, a man abducts the love of his life from her holiday-themed wedding in a desperate last attempt to win her back. Uh, I also... Cole sounds terrible. Sounds I like, like Robin a, Givens, like, but... Mm. What were we talking about, about horror movies? I mean, yeah. This is <laughs> yeah, yeah. A man abducts. Um, nope, the, we're good. For nope. a holiday-themed wedding, too? No way. Yeah. Cole, Cole, Cole. Yeah. Cole, you agree, Cole, Ryan? Cole. Yep. I'm in agreement. We are okay, we are unanimous. Okay. Favorite <laughs> son Christmas. This is Tank, Daryl Wallace, Lauren Loft, and it's writers Patricia Kofi Jones and Tiffany Warren. After the death of their father, Blaine has taken over the Graceway Church as pastor, and their finances are in dire straits, looking to the Jubilee to save the day. First Lady Rita suggests a so gifted reunion to rouse the necessary ticket sales. Will the brothers and their wives overcome old gripes and truly reconcile for this Christmas reunion to be successful? I, so, yeah, it sounds fun enough, I think. Um, I give this one an orange. The reunion. And it sounds like it's going to have music, which, you know, I like. Uh, what do you think, Jennifer? I gave it an orange sock. It's a, a story yeah. we've heard before. Um, I couldn't tell if the So Gifted is something we are supposed to be familiar with. Same. Um, so, I mean, if it's a, a long uh, I'm sequel, sure like the, if it is like the BET audience is, you know, it must be something they're familiar with. So there's, you know, potential so. for nostalgia and yeah. familiar relationships and things like that. So I, but I just, I gave it well, a, an orange sock because I feel <laughs> like there's potential, but I, I don't know. I just wasn't stoked about it. Mm-hmm. Nothing's coming up when I look up so gifted. Same on, yeah. So, but it seems like uh, it means something. It's an yeah. <laughs> what do you? Yeah, what do you think, Ryan? Um, I think I'm going to. Um, this is another story that I actually quite like. Like family members who like are away for a long time because of petty things, but then just over time they slowly like start to come back together. I, again, I can't put my finger on why, but I've just always been a fan of that story. So I'm going orange. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a little generous on this one. All right. So we finished. Uh, oh, wait, no, one more. Um, yeah. So uh, last one for BT is Whatever It Takes. And uh, Tammy Roman Candy Burris and director Talia Brian, writers Amal Malika McCall and Tushanda Whitaker. It's Thanksgiving weekend, snow is falling, Christmas is on the horizon, and the promises of the new year are near. Navigating careers, life, and the nuances of friendship, five women bond over the imperfections in their love lives. The holidays bring some of their greatest wishes and others their most profound losses. So I have to say, this sounds, I think, pretty pretty good. Uh, it'll depend on the chemistry of the women, uh, but it doesn't, I would be more concerned if there was like, if it was a sort of talk of cat fighting and, and, you know, kind of things. Uh, but I'm going to give this an orange. What do you think, Jennifer? I also gave it an orange. It's one of those movies that sounds like it's about bringing people together, which is, I really like, especially around the holidays. Yeah. Um, and I like the way it was written. Like it just, it sounds like it sounds where we were talking about some of the earlier descriptions sounding murdery. This sounds whimsical <laughs> a little bit and a little bit hopeful. And yeah, so I, I think that helped me make feel better about it and more optimistic. So I gave it an orange. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Ryan? 
honestly, Jennifer took the words right out of my mouth. So <laughs> apologies. <laughs> no, 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 please, by all means. Uh, so a orange from me, like okay. a Tropicana, a Tropicana orange, like a big one. Ooh, okay. A big one. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. Going to Disney. The first one's Disney Channel. This is on the 22nd. It's The Naughty Nine. And the stars Danny Glover, Winslow Fegley, who is my wonderful Timmy Failure, who I love so much. Uh, Camila Rodriguez. Director Alberto Belli, writers Jed Elenoff, Scott, and uh, or Jed Elenoff and Scott Thomas. Mischievous fifth grader Andy finds himself without a present from Santa on Christmas morning. Realizing he must have landed on the naughty list and feeling unfairly maligned, Andy pulls together a team of eight other naughty list- listers to help him execute an elaborate heist in Santa's village at the North Pole to get the presents they feel they deserve. Along the way, the group comes to realize that the very best way off the naughty list is to redirect their unique talents for good instead of mischief. Uh, What do you think, Jennifer? Well, it looks like there was another one. When did that come out? Sorry, I was looking up the the casting because the kid kid was also in uh, Lilo Crocodile, right? Yes. Yes. And his brother was in um, Peach Dragon. Oh! So, yeah. Also, so um, also, are they twins? Of, no, I think he's a little older. Um, I forget it, his brother's name. Uh, but I get that they look a lot alike. Sorry, what were you saying, Ryan? Oaks Fegley. There's Oaks Fegley and there's... <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, you don't get a turn. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> Winslow Fegley and Oaks Fegley. And this one is Winslow Fegley. Got it. Anyway, uh, Ryan, sorry. What were you saying? No, no, no. You're good. You're good. Um, I just wanted to say, like, how bad I feel for everyone involved with Timmy Failure. To be completely honest, I, I never saw it, but I'm not someone who's a fan of like just deleting something just because yeah. it's costing them money. So, like, like, like Rachel's talked to me about it a ton of times. So I just. I feel bad for everyone involved with that. I don't know where else to put it. It's here. just wrong to that. Like uh, over the years, like certain films do get lost, but not a year after it came out. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It just doesn't seem right to me, but, uh, but so I agree. Uh, I think this sounds super cute. I'm 
I'm into it. I like the story. Obviously, Danny Glover. It's got Timmy Failure in it. Um, I think it sounds really fun. I'm going to give it a diamond ring. I think it, it sounds like a really good movie for kids and cute. What do you think, Jennifer? I uh, I have children. Yeah, do you think your kids would? And I think they would love it. It yeah. sounds like a, a really fun family movie. So because it's not something that I personally would like watch by myself, mm-hmm. I gave it a sparkly orange. But it um, is on the Disney channel. Like it's for kids. Yes, right, right. And no, I mean, I don't have a problem yeah. with watching things <laughs> for kids. But since we're just ranking yeah. these personally, I would call this a sparkly orange um, but I think I think it's going to be a super fun family movie, mm-hmm. and that that kid has come out with stuff that we love, Lyle Lyle Crocodile. So I'd imagine yeah. it's going to be watched and rewatched and rewatched <laughs> at my house this this Christmas. Uh, what do you What do you think, Ryan? Um, I'm going Diamond. This is my first Diamond of the yeah. episode. I I was going into it thinking, uh, okay, you're like like I was kind of rolling my eyes, but then more went on, the more I was like okay i think i kind of see what they're doing here and it just it grinded me down and it won me over mm-hmm. yeah yeah all right so then we have dashing through the snow and this is on disney plus Lil ray howry ludicrous uh, and more and director tim story and writers paula pell and scott rosenberg Eddie Garrick is a good-hearted man who has turned his back on Christmas due to the traumatic childhood experience. At the request of his wife, Allison, from whom he is separated, Eddie takes his nine-year-old daughter, Charlotte, to work with him on Christmas Eve, where they meet a mysterious man in a red suit named Nick. Eddie, who is a social worker, thinks the man is delusional and needs professional help. When he evokes the wrath of a local politician, he and his daughter are taken on a magical adventure that just might restore his faith in Christmas. That's and, Miracle on 34th Street. <laughs> Except for with a fantasy, you know, more of a fantasy component. I I actually am a bit of a defender of Tim's story. I think he gets a little bit of a bum rap. Uh, but, um, but and, and it, you know, it has, I think, a pretty fun cast. Uh, I think it, it could be charming. Uh, you know, Disney Plus, if it wasn't a Disney Plus original, I probably would give it a little... Like they just haven't in general been that good except for Timmy failure and a few other little ones. But, um, uh, but still I'm going to give this one an orange. I think it sounds like it could be cute and funny. What do you think, Jennifer? I think the same. I also gave it an orange. I think it sounded uh, kind of a little whimsical the way they described it. So I, I think mm-hmm. um, I'll definitely give it a shot. Sounds like it has potential. <laughs> what do you think, Ryan? Um, hmm. I'm going orange sock. I feel like there could be potential here, but I was literally reading this like, guys, it's like, it's Miracle on 34th Street. It's like <laughs> the the parent and, and the child and then the parent is convinced that there is no Santa and just the whole big thing. So I don't know. But again, I do like Laurel Howery. I think he can be funny. I do surprisingly like Ludacris. I think he can be good. I love him. So, you know, there are things here where I'm like, okay, this could could work for me. Yeah. All right. Next, we have our first horror thriller, whatever, of the night. We've got Silent Night. And this stars Joel Kinnaman, Catalina Sarandino, and Kid Cootie. 
Director John Woo, on Christmas Eve, a man witnesses the death of his young son when the boy gets caught in crossfire between warring gangs. Recovering from a wound that cost him his voice, he soon embarks on a bloody and grueling quest to punish those responsible. <laughs> Did you show Sean this trailer? I think Jennifer? he showed me. Oh, okay. He showed it to me. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say he must have seen this. Yeah. <laughs> I actually maybe I watched it by myself on accident, like like because we've been talking about it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what is that? But we watched it together for sure. But it is been watched. This does look the most <laughs> of the horror movies we're gonna talk about. I do think this looks the most palatable as far as like it doesn't look that scary. It's just action and blood and stuff. It doesn't really look scary. Um, what do you think, Ryan? Um, yeah, uh, this is a big, big old diamond. Like the Hope <laughs> Diamond. Like there is a lot of there. Like I've seen this trailer now a couple times attached to movies I've seen recently. Oh, really? And uh, every time I've seen it, I'm like, you know, it, at first I was like, oh man, John Woo's making a comeback. Okay, that sounds cool. But then the more I think about it, it's like, you know, I wonder if they're like. I wonder if they make like make Joel Kinnaman not talk or something because that's what I heard and then it turns out like he's just literally the silent assassin. So, I mean, John Woo directs amazing action, so you know there's going to be a lot of that, and it's around Christmas, so it just combines many things that I love. So yeah, mm-hmm. Oak Diamond. <laughs> I think for what it is, I'm I'm going to give it an orange. Uh and I probably I might if it's playing by me, I might go see it. It it like again, it doesn't look that like scary. It just looks like an action movie. What do what do you think, Jennifer? What are you gonna give it? Oh, it's so unbelievably complicated. I don't think this is actually scientifically accurate, but if I was to give it a diamond, it would be before it was under pressure and it would be a big old pile of coal. Um I, I can't. I was really excited about uh what was the one with Hopper last night. year? Violent, Violent Night. That yeah. was like Die Hard at Christmas. And it was like Yeah, I never it, saw it that. Was, it was great, quotation fingers. <laughs> it was so gory. Yeah, I did <laughs> see, I, I see that. I did see the um I did see the uh the Mel Gibson one. Fat yeah. Man. Fat, fat Man. Oh, I like that. That, that movie. It is weird, but it, it was weird, but it wasn't um as violent as this one mm-hmm. uh, so i i don't do kids in peril like mm-hmm. if i can avoid that at all i will so the premise in and of itself is a uh just mm-hmm. heart-wrenching and then right. it, the trailer was so bloody so i it looks like a great version of what it is it's right. just definitely not for me right <laughs> not even a little bit <laughs> I feel like i feel like the main thing with this movie is the taste issue it's really going to be a mileage is going to vary like, like yeah like I say sometimes in my reviews, like your mileage is going to vary. I love it or I am not a fan of it, but someone else might love it. So it's really mm-hmm. just going to come down to it, it, like to each their own, quite literally. Yeah. So these Great American Family ones, I might kind of want to go through them pretty quick because we got 20. So there's a lot so, of them. Yeah. So Destined to Christmas Once More, Jay Robbins, Casey Elliott, 
writer-director Brittany Wiscombe. In this sequel, Theo continues to miss connecting with his girlfriend, Kim, as he attempts to propose at Christmas. This was the most popular one that Great American Family had last year, and I do think it was actually the best. It was their first movie that they aired, and uh, and but most of the time sequels are really terrible um, to rom-coms, so I am gonna, I'm going to give it an orange, but I don't know. Maybe canned orange, canned oranges. What do you think, Jennifer? I did not see the original. I was not super interested in the description. It's, yeah. He continues to misconnecting. Like, dude, <laughs> learn, learn from the first movie. So I gave right. it full. Yeah. What do you think, Ryan? Like, how does this dude have trouble communicating? We live in 2023. <laughs> like, like there are so many like ways of anyway, it's it's weird. Yeah. So I'm 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 going like orange flavored something, uh like an orange flavored candy cane. Your orange flavored coal. Uh okay. So uh um twas the text before Christmas, Merritt Patterson, Trevor Donovan, director TW Peacock, writer Kara Russell, and an unexpected text message sent to the wrong number sets into motion a Christmas tradition with a new family over three separate years. And uh so this could be could be cute. It could be fine, I guess. I feel like we've done this a bunch. There was like a news story where this happened and I, I feel like all the Christmas people were like, Ooh. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Jennifer, what would you think? I think that the most positive reaction I had to this was because of the actual story where the guy accidentally texted someone and ended up going to their Christmas for several years or something. So yeah. um, the story is sweet, but uh, I gave it a suck. What do you think, Ryan? Um, I don't know. This this kind of reminded me of a movie earlier this year where like this girl like texted her ex's old phone number and like the person answered. Oh yeah. And was it Love Again? It th- yeah, that's it. I think <laughs> Celine Dion was involved yeah. in that one. Yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, I'm going sock. Yeah, I also give it a sock. Okay, then we have Bringing Christmas Home. Joe Wagner, Paul Green, a professor of military history, teams with an antique store owner to track down the original owner of an historic World War II uniform and the love letters left in its pockets. So I like these two leads, Joe Wagner and Paul Green, but this sounds really boring to me. I'm going to give it a sock. Um, What about you, Jennifer? I think I was very close to giving it a sock until they mentioned love letters. And then I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave it an orange. <laughs> but what it was you, a close call. Yeah. What do you think, uh, Ryan? Um, This kind of reminded me of Letters to Juliet. I don't know. That's maybe a deep cut. I don't know if you all know what I'm talking about. I'm familiar. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of that. So I don't know. I feel like like an orange flavored airhead. Okay. <laughs> Real creative. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then we have Journey to Christmas. Ash Sai and Joey Hayworth, while on charity press tour, a model ends up stranded by the weather at the family home of the driver she's hired to assist her for the week. So this one, it depends entirely on chemistry. This is very, very basic as it gets. Uh, if they have good chemistry, it could be fun. And the you know the banter's good. We don't know the writer. Um, but I am going to give it a, I don't know, cold dusted sock. It sounds pretty lame, but what do you think, uh, Jennifer? I, I gave it a sock 
Um, like we said earlier, tropes are tropes for a reason. There's potential there. I like some stories that have that same sort of plot line, mm-hmm. but I, nothing about this makes me go, oh, I need to watch this version of it. I just don't. Yeah. What do you think, Ryan? I'm going to go sock as well. And I guarantee there's going to be a scene where a woman is like, fine, I'll do so- do it myself. And she goes to do it herself, fails miserably. And the guy is like, need a hand? That's going to be a scene. <laughs> right. I guarantee. <laughs> okay, then we have A Dash of Christmas. This is on the fourth, Laura Osnes, Christopher Russell, director Robin Dune, writers Bob Suras and Guy Yusub. A marketing executive must learn a recipe to get her dream job and ends up entered in a holiday bake-off with a dream baker. Uh, I like both these leads a lot, Laura Osnes and Christopher Russell. They're very charming, but this is a stupid plot. What executive is going to, their job is going to depend on learning a recipe? I mean, come on. A Christmas executive. Ridiculous. (laughs) And what is this recipe exactly? Yeah, her dream job ends up entered in a holiday bake-off with a dream baker. Now, if it's like sugar cookies, then okay, you're good. But then it's something like creme brulee. Oh, boy. (laughs) Like, what dream? I mean, unless you're... What dream job for a marketing executive... What dream job for a marketing executive requires her to enter the holiday bake-off? I mean, it's just ridiculous. Uh, what do you think, Jeffrey? Well, I surprisingly gave it an orange. I am a <laughs> sucker, sucker for baking competition plot lines. I don't know why. I just am. So yeah. once you start actually thinking about it, it all falls apart. It, like you said, <laughs> the plot is actual garbage. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like she has to learn a recipe. She didn't it's, already know the recipe. Is she not in? baking herself like it's competitively already she just becomes a competitive baker like there's issues like absolutely yeah. but i can't help myself i gave it an orange because it's a baking competition with a romance sign me yeah up. what do you think uh ryan uh coal dusted sock <laughs> all right then we have our christmas wedding holly devoe and drew seeley director andrew simic Right, is Courtney McAllister, Patrick McBrady. In this sequel, roles reverse as Nicole, Nicole's boss plans newly engaged Nicole and Michael's wedding in two weeks at Christmas. Do love Drew Seeley, but this gets a coal for me. I do not like wedding movies in general. I don't like like the chaos of planning. I, it's just not for me, almost never. Uh, there are a few exceptions like Father's Bride or Greek Wedding or something like that. But in general, this sounds like a not a Rachel movie. Uh, so Cole, uh, what do you think, Jennifer? I think that should be a new rating system. A Rachel movie, not a Rachel movie. Yeah. <laughs> I also gave it Cole. I just uh, nothing jumped out to me as as interesting, and it it just felt bizarre. Yeah, Ryan, what and about I never you? saw the first one. Yeah, I don't think I did either. I accidentally muted myself. My bad. Uh, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going Cole as well, and uh, and honestly, uh, I looked at it and I'm like, well, at least there are no we must save the farm movies, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're still we still got time. We still got time. Welcome to the pilot podcast. My name is BJ, and my name is Me Too, and we promise this promo is worth it. So please don't skip ahead. We're two judgy friends who put our judgmental skills to work for you. We review the pilot episodes of new and popular shows and shows that our listeners request to answer your question, should I watch this? 
Look, a lot of us are spending a lot more time at home, and yes, we should be reading and trying new projects and enriching ourselves, but does anything beat binging a great show? Let us take the guesswork out of deciding what your next show will be. Tune in to The Pilot Podcast at thepilotpodcast.com. Okay, so then we have Christmas Keepsake. This is Jillian, Murray, and Daniel Lissing. A father bonds with his daughter and stumbles upon an unexpected romance while tracking down the original owner of a Christmas time capsule. Snooze. No, thank you. Um, Cole, boring. Sounds really boring. Uh, What do you think, Jennifer? I was more optimistic than you. Um, (laughs) I gave it an orange sock. I don't know. There's something about a father and his daughter bonding in a time capsule. There could be some fun there. Um, Some potential for for cuteness. So uh, orange sock. What do you think, Ryan? Uh, yeah, this is a call for me, and it really just comes down to, like, as soon as I saw Time Capsule, I'm like, yeah, oh. sounds like NyQuil, that's what we should give it, NyQuil. <laughs> there Orange will be NyQuil. flashbacks, folks. There Orange be- NyQuil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then we had Blessings of Christmas, and this is Lori Laughlin, James Tupper, who I love James Tupper, and Jesse Hutch. Director David Winning, writers Alfonso H. Moreno, and Andrea Stevens, a TV chef, is divinely inspired to take over her late aunt's charity with help from new friend and handsome business associate next door. Um, I just think this sounds okay. Sounds generic, but Lori Laughlin's actually a pretty decent actress. Um, and James Tupper's great. I'll always love him from Men in Trees. Very underrated show that I love so much. And um, Jesse Hatch is charming. Uh, well, Alfonso Moreno was a big writer on One Calls the Heart. David Winning's done a million of these. It has a, there's reason to be optimistic. I think even though the plot sounds pretty basic. Uh, so I'm going to give this one an orange. Um, what do you think, Jennifer? Despite there being mention of a chef, I gave it Cole. I, oh, Cole. Why, why, yeah. why did they? she's his chef i mean we don't know what the charity is <laughs> it's true it's like feels like a misdirect she's divinely type. inspired it comes from it's above hard pass hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> all of it is suspicious so cool for me what do you think ryan uh yeah cool for me too <laughs> okay i figured we need a break from the from the great american family and so we have our next horror is the thanksgiving feature Called Thanksgiving, starring Addison Ray, Patrick Dempsey, Milo Mannheim, director Eli Roth, writer Eli Roth, Jeff Rendell. Thanksgiving is an upcoming American slasher film directed by Eli Roth from screenplay written by Jeff Rendell, story by Roth, and it is based on Roth's mock trailer of the same name from the Grindhouse movie. And this was a very scary trailer. It, like the ending, oh my gosh, I had my mouth on the floor. I can not believe so I definitely won't be seeing this film, but for people that like this kind of stuff, I think uh, maybe you could give it like a black diamond <laughs> for people that have black that like, um, I don't, it's not for me, but uh, for the people that like this kind of stuff, I think they'll like it. Uh, what, what about you, Jennifer? Do you agree? 
Oh, yes, I do. There's not a chance I'm seeing this movie. <laughs> um, I don't even think I finished watching the full trailer. I was like, I mean, the, I know I don't want to see it. Like, yeah. <laughs> nothing in the trailer is going to make me go, oh, this composition well, of this shot makes me like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm a good out. thing you didn't because that ending, oh my gosh. Yeah, you said that. And I was like, I've oh. either been traumatized to the point that I blacked out let's, and don't remember, or just I just didn't finish it. An oven is involved. Oh and, no, uh, I did not finish yeah. it. Okay, good. It's, it's terrifying. On my part, then. Um, so big old pile of coal. Not- <laughs> Ryan, what about you? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go orange on this one, and yeah. I, I've, I actually like this trailer more than the both of you. I know that's a shocker. <laughs> Do some. Well, I think for what it is, it's good. Like that's why I gave it a black diamond, but it's just not for me. And, and my reasoning is that knowing that this is well. Well, not the Eli Roth side of things. I haven't honestly seen that many movies of his, but just the fact that this is based off of like a mock trailer that he did for a completely different movie, Grindhouse, that Quentin Tarantino directed. Yeah. Like, how much mileage can you get from something like that? That's my main Mm -hmm. concern. Haven't they done some of the other movies that were the trailers? I'm honestly not sure. I feel like I remember hearing about that, but I can't think of the names. But um, they, they did one with Danny Trejo, I think. Machete. Yeah, I think that was the one. But I've never seen Grindhouse, so I don't know. But um, anyway, all right, let's get back to Great American Family. <laughs> we have Santa you now Baby. return to your regularly scheduled. <laughs> and this is Aubrey Reynolds. Can theater director Lila rise to the challenge of putting on the perfect Christmas ballet while also discovering her office secret Santa in the process? That sounds pretty cute. I think uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give that a uh, orange. What do you think, uh, um, Jennifer? I'm just really digging our different perspectives on this. <laughs> um, I gave it Cole. Oh, I've seen it. I mean, I, I, there wasn't anything in there that that made it sound newer, refreshing. To I like the idea of figuring out the secret Santa. I think that sounds kind of fun to me. I think the combination of the two just stresses me out. We got to put on the perfect. <laughs> The perfect Christmas ballet and <laughs> it is a, that, that's fair. It is a lot. What do you think, Ryan? Um, mm, I mean, as a theater kid, I'm inclined to go a little more positive than normal. So I'm going to go uh, those like little gummy oranges, not the gummy. Mm-hmm. Bites, but, like, <laughs> I the mean, theater directors usually don't do ballets. It's like very separate, like ballet and theater. But um, like dance companies put on theater, I mean, put on ballets. But anyway, um, so a Paris Christmas waltz. This is Jed Lilly, Matthew Morrison, Michael and Janine Damien. In this sequel, a novice dancer pairs with professional to enter a renowned dance competition in Paris. And so the original was actually on Hallmark Channel, a Christmas waltz, and is one of my favorites. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I love Michael and Janine. I'm so sad that this is on GAC. I I'm hoping that it'll be on Tubi or, you know, one of the other channels so that I get a chance to cover it because I really loved the first one. It was so good with Lacey Chabert and Will Kemp. And I love Jen Lilly and Matthew Morrison from Glee. It's kind of fun to have him in this. So I do give this one a diamond ring and I'm just sad that I probably won't get to cover it, but I just hope they put it on one of the other streamers so I can. Uh, And I think it sounds fun. What do you think, Jennifer? Um, I had it as a sock 
I like Dancing with the Stars, which is kind of what this sounds like it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So that sounds interesting. Paris is interesting. But after all the fun things you just said, I've upgraded it to an orange sock. <laughs> so uh, it sounds like for me, it could go either way. Yeah. Um, if you want to see a good Hallmark movie, it's called I'm A Christmas have to check Waltz out that other one yeah. with Lacey Chabert. It's really good. What, what do you think, Ryan? Uh, I'm going sock on this one. Mm, okay then we have my christmas hero candace cameron bruet gabriel hogan dr martin wood writer jim head an army reserve doctor tracks down her family's military history with the help of a new romance so martin wood and jim head have made some pretty good ones they are talented um and i like gabriel hogan he's on heartland he's done a bunch of these movies he's charming Candace Cameron Bray can make good movies. Her movie last year for JC was terrible. I hated it. Um, this one sounds kind of boring to me, even with, you know, talented people involved. So I am going to give it a, a like dirty sock. It just sounds a boring sock, plain sock, boring sock. <laughs> um, what do you think, Jennifer? I agree. I, I don't know. I, yeah. It just didn't sound appealing to me. Um, and not that all of these, I guess, mention Christmas, but this doesn't mention Christmas at yeah, all. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. So I said dirty sock as well. Yeah. What do you think, Ryan? Uh, we are in agreement, dirty sock. Okay. Dirty sock for the win. <laughs> okay, then we have my Christmas hero. Oh, wait, I already did that. A royal date for Christmas. Danica McKellar and Damon Runyon. Uh, director Bradley Walsh, writer Kara Russell. When a European Duke arrives in the U.S., he realizes that his bags have been lost in transit. He has no choice but to be styled and ultimately inspired by Bella, the owner of the local boutique. <laughs> I like these two leads. I I do, but eh, I gotta give this one a call. It sounds really stupid. Uh, but what do you think, Jennifer? I agree. I also said Cole. I <laughs> this this it is a trope and it's just dead just stop yeah. killing it please. <laughs> what do you think ryan this coal as well and there will be a scene where where uh where the american shows the european something american and the mind will be blown <laughs> yeah uh, okay then we have christmas on windmill way krista taylor brown chad michael murray Dr. Don McBrady, writer Billy Schofield, to save her family's legacy windmill, a woman must remind her ex-boyfriend of the best of their hometown. Cole, we were talking about save the farm, save the windmill. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) Sorry, Chad Michael Murray. Uh, What do you think, Jennifer? I... I put sock question mark. I don't even know what to do with this. Like it's just so weird. It's a legacy windmill. A legacy <laughs> to windmill. Save her family's windmill. And I mean, how much investment can somebody really remind... have in a windmill? Well, and is her ex-boyfriend coming after the windmill? Like she has to oh, remind yeah. him of the best of their right. hometown. So he's just some sort of horrible person that wants to yeah, <laughs> destroy their heritage windmill there's no um, other real estate in the whole town except for the legacy windmill it, i yeah. i don't even know i'm gonna say coal <laughs> but I, like i said i had sock question mark i didn't even know what to do with, with that whole premise yeah what do you think ryan uh yeah this is going coal as well and i th- 
is like I, I feel like Bill Burr talking about like like the like the movies where it's like they were the first all black swim team. Get out of the pool. I feel like there's a subgenre <laughs> of the family farm is on the line. We're going to build an office yeah. building. <laughs> yeah. They always want to build the the corporate headquarters in the middle of the wherever the prize farm. Yeah. yeah. Like there's yeah. no other land. There's nowhere else to build. You have to do, you have to take down the historic theater or you know wherever the rec center the even yeah, even this terrible. movie I love from my childhood called Hoot. I don't know if you all have heard oh, of this yeah. movie. It's about Logan Lerman and his two friends trying to save <laughs> these owls, these baby owls underground from being bulldozed and built by a, a, a and built a pancake restaurant on top of it. <laughs> they love those pancakes. It starred uh, Clark Gregg from the MCU. Oh my gosh, that's funny. He's he's the villain. So Agent uh, Agent Coulson is the villain in that movie. He stands atop he stands atop a bulldozer. Is like, here's your pancake house number one hundred. That's <laughs> right there. That's crazy. Brie Larson's in it too. Yeah, that's true. Yes. <laughs> All right. Next we have the Jingle Bell Jubilee. Aaron Agostino and Marshall Williams, a city manager, recruits the help of a childhood friend in setting right his town's Christmas charity event while she sets to work setting him up with her close uh, close friend. Uh, sorry, I like Aaron, but Marshall Williams has made so many bad ones of these, so that doesn't give me much hope, and it sounds so boring. I give it a call. What do you think, Jennifer? I gave it a dirty sack. Just yeah. No. Mm. Ryan, I'm with Jennifer Jerusa. Okay. Then we have Meet Me Under the Mistletoe. Sarah Fisher, Simon uh, R. Blaster. Two rival realtors are forced to work together to sell one special house before Christmas. Nothing. I mean, we don't know that much about these, but it sounds terrible. Cole, Ryan, you agree, Jennifer? uh cole absolutely yeah. <laughs> two rival realtors i'm out Just no thank nope. you <laughs> uh ryan you agree yeah i agree cole honestly two rival anything you're like well they're gonna <sighs> be a thing by the end this last this december um, if people watching great american family are gonna be sh- struggling yeah they're gonna be heading back over to hallmark <laughs> sorry some somebody should get the great american family viewers an ice cream or something yeah it's really rough rough going uh peppermint and postcards ella cannon and christopher russell director jim cliff writer Haley november when a christmas letter concerning her love life goes viral one mom discovers the romance might be right at her door sounds like it, i it sounds like it could be cute the idea of the mom i'm assuming she's a single mom um that uh sounds kind of cute she gets a christmas letter goes viral i'm gonna give this an orange what do you think jennifer i gave this one a diamond oh um, yeah i thought it was so cute. cute the, tra- the trailer had trailer really cute yeah, the the letter it was from the little girl. She wrote to Santa to ask to help his, her mom with her love life or something, yeah. and it went viral. It just looks super cute. I like that it's kind of like it's nice to have things mm-hmm. that are timeless, but it's yeah. also entertaining to have things that are of this mm-hmm. time. And yeah. so this is is very kind of relevant and entertaining. So and I, I bet you this one so will cute. be. 
I bet you this one will be on Tubi because it was an like an acquisition. Like it's not a GAC trailer. It's like a regular trailer. So I'm guessing that this one will be available on one of the one of the free streamers. Uh, I hope it's not, as good as already. I think it'll be. It may already even be on there. Ooh, but um, I should look for that. Yeah. What do you think, Ryan? I'm going sock. Mm-hmm. Okay. Almost How dare you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, designing Christmas with you, Susie Abermite, Liam McIntyre. With her career on the line, a decorator must work with an unexpected partner to showcase a house for an upcoming Christmas gala. Paul is on super boring. No, thank you. Uh, yeah, party planning. No, thanks. Uh, what do you think, Jennifer? Agreed. Uh, yeah. Cool. Just mm-mm. Brian. Also, didn't we just have this with the baking? Now yeah. it's like decorating. <laughs> like, yeah. Good lord, how many jobs are on the line? And it's like you yeah. must Her run career the on the line. Of, you oh must run gosh. the gauntlet of interior decorating. <laughs> I don't know if it's even worth it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So then we have 12 games of Christmas. Johnny, Ramey, and Felicia Cooper, a group of old friends and neighbors, are transported into a Christmas themed board game during a christmas party this could definitely also be a horror movie but yeah. it's it sounds kind of fun i i'm give i will give this a small diamond it could be fun transported into a christmas themed board game that sounds bonkers uh what do you think jennifer I, I agree it could be fun i gave it an orange i'm i'm optimistic on that one it could go real bad but <laughs> it could be really really fun and adorable so hopefully what it'll be what do you think uh ryan uh, I don't know. The last time I saw anyone getting sucked into a Christmas-themed anything, it was Krampus. And Lord oh, knows, that was that... not a happy ending. But that was a pretty good movie, though. I like. Oh, that. no, it was a very yeah. good movie. I'm just saying that like, <laughs> you never want to wake up and say to yourself, <laughs> why true. is it so weird in here? And you end up in a snow globe. Is this like the Jumanji of Christmas movie? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, maybe. Yeah. One left, uh, A Royal Christmas Holiday, Brittany Underwood, Jonathan Stoddard, director Fred Olin Ray. In search of her big break, a reporter arranges a Christmas interview with a European prince visiting the States. Will the reporter's big story become her love story? I like both these actors, Jonathan Stoddard and Brittany Underwood. So I am going to give it a sock, but it sounds pretty boring. Mm. What do you think, Jennifer? Been there, done that. Lump of coal. Full. Uh, what do you think, Ryan? Jennifer and I are simpatico, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Our, uh, I think it's our last horror entry of the night. We have It's a Wonderful Knife, and this is on Shudder. 
And it's Justin Long, Jane Whittup, Cassandra Nod, and Joel McHale, director Tyler McIntyre, a year after saving her town from a psychotic killer on Christmas Eve, Winnie Crothers' life is less than wonderful, but when she wishes she'd never been born, she finds herself in a nightmare parallel universe and discovers that without her, things could be much, much worse. Now the killer is back, and she must team up with the town misfit to identify the killer and get back to her own reality. Now, I'm going to shock you all, and I actually think this sounds kind of clever and creative, and I think it's so brilliant to cast Justin Long as at least the suspected killer. Uh, it's clear in the that's in the trailer they say and uh and because he's just such a likable actor and it was so so smart to have him in barbarian and playing against type uh and in this is i think by the same or some of the same people it sounds very like happy death day ish and it looks a little scarier than that but still i i actually we might end up surprisingly covering this on the pod with my friend lee mccoy uh, who runs um, Drum Dums. I thought it would be fun to maybe do a Christmas horror episode. Uh, we haven't done one of those in a couple of years. And uh, and so, yeah, I think it actually sounds kind of fun. Uh, and, and so for a movie about a psychotic killer, that's saying a lot for me to say that. So I'm actually going to give it a diamond ring. I think it sounds, for what it's trying to be, it sounds pretty clever to me. What do you think, Jennifer? Um, I... I still am not a huge fan of this genre. This mm-hmm. is like you said, it feels close enough to like happy death day or yeah. uh, what was that? The new one that just came Freaky. out on Amazon. Freaky. No, oh, no, wait, um, to- totally not- killer. Totally killer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that kind of uh, freaky would work though too, but those kinds of vibes, this, this feels like it's just on the line of what I would enjoy. Well, it's so I'll probably watch like- it a property that we know so well so associated with christmas and everything lovely and and to do the subversive take on it Absolutely. it could be really cynical and, and terrible but i have a, i just have this like faith in justin long that he wouldn't do that he <laughs> uh, <laughs> would be something good and well, so I, oh, go ahead you know i was just gonna say and uh that justin long uh should be in another rom-com because of course he was in uh, he was in, he's just an inch you. And I love that, but him and his wife, or his wife, yeah, wife, they're married. Um, Kate Bosworth, they have the cutest Instagrams in the entire it's disgusting. world. They're so I cute. want them in a rom-com so bad. <laughs> I just don't want it to jinx them. They are, they must be protected. Right. That's true. <laughs> that's but so I, mean, I was going to say yeah. that one of the things I'm most excited about for this film in particular is Sean hasn't seen It's a Wonderful Life. So he oh. has to watch it now in order to oh. watch this and do the, I know, do the comparison. So maybe someone we'll gifted to it to Sean him last maybe year. He, maybe he'd want to come on the uh, the episode with Lee. You, that that yeah, would be you fun. You should talk to him. That would be yeah, fun. You'd definitely be worth asking. But like, I'm excited because I can't <laughs> yeah. see how he can avoid right. watching It's a Wonderful Life before he sees this. So yeah. um, I a- gave it a sock. Like I said, it's not my thing, but it sounds like like everything you said sounds like mm-hmm. for what it's doing it's very creative and clever yeah um, and i might actually enjoy it we'll see <laughs> what do you think ryan uh this is a big old diamond for me yeah. and you know when i first heard this premise i was like oh they finally made it's a wonderful life into a horror movie no thank you like it's a wonderful <laughs> life is just one of those movies that is just untouchable for me it's one of the best so yeah. like take that premise and just like turn it in. I'm like, no, no, no. This trailer won me over. And Justin Long 
he really is a miracle worker. Like he was great in Barbarian. Like Barbarian was one of my favorite movies of last year. And that twist. Yeah, it was a but, good movie. It was it it was so unpredictable. I had no yeah. idea what was gonna happen from scene to scene. Yeah, and he he made it work. And and mm. he's not the only good thing in Barbarian, but as soon as like that thing happens and then we see Justin Long cruising around PCH, yeah. I'm like, what just happened? And then it, it was really it, smart it casting. It in together and it's brilliant. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, then we have A Christmas Frequency, this on Hulu, Denise Richards, James Hyde, Ansley Gordon, Jonathan Stoddard again, director Lindsay Hartley, writer Ansley Gordon. Richard stars as morning radio show host Brooke Watkins, who is not only secretly separating from her husband, Todd, but hemorrhaging ratings on her show. When she finds out the show is being axed, Brooke's producer, Kenzie Parker, has the bright idea of setting up the host with a series of blind dates live on air to help Brooke find someone to take to the company's Christmas party. But things take an unexpected turn when Kenzie finds out Ben, a guy she's interested in, has applied to date Brooke. As Ben proves a hit with listeners, Kenzie finds herself having to choose between her heart and her job. Ooh. Okay, I, I just, I don't know. So I don't like the fact that she's separating from her husband and then so soon already has feelings for this other person and she evidently liked him even before they were separating says so that she's long. No, 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 no. The, the director had feelings for the guy and that guy applied in to date a guy the, she's the interested in has applied well, to date brooke right kenzie. kenzie a guy kenzie's interested in has applied to date brooke oh i got it got it oh so oh that's right there's two different things okay yes so so she's the radio show host who is not only secretly separating from her husband but hemorrhaging yeah, ratings brooke. yeah brooke producer Ken- oh i got it got it sorry i'm the slow reader today yes okay i got it um huh um maybe i'll give this a sock what do you think jennifer i i'm hemming and hawing it is a lot going on um i think there's there's potential but i give it a sock just because i don't i don't know yeah you can read better than i'd be willing to be Um, proven wrong but (laughs) what what do you think ryan yeah, I'm going sock as well. There's too much like people leaving each other for yeah, people. Yeah, it's a lot of drama. Just, I don't know. Like, I'm not the most romantic type in the world, but even I know I'm looking <laughs> at this like I wouldn't even do half of what these people are doing. Yeah, it's a lot going on. Um, okay, then we have reporting for Christmas on Hulu. Tamara Feldman, DB Sweeney, who I love, he's so charming. Director Jack C. Newell, writer Adam Rockoff, Mary, a hardened big city reporter, is forced to take a break from her political beat in favor of a puff piece about a small town toy company. The assignment would be relatively simple until Mary meets the handsome and charming toy manufacturer, Hank. The chemistry is obvious, but Mary must ask herself what she really wants for Christmas, her career, or a chance to true love. I, I do love D.B. Sweeney. I love him from Army Wives and many other projects. But this movie might have been fun in 2014. Not in 2023. It sounds... I gotta give it a call. Sorry, D.B. Uh, what what do you think, uh, Jennifer? Uh, yeah, I gave it a stinky sock or dirty sock, whatever we're calling that one. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of over the reporter angle. 
Right. Um, and I just big, big time reporter meets small town, you know, again, I, I feel hypocritical because there's times that almost that exact plot line will be written. And I'm like, oh, that sounds great. But this one, I don't, I, it's the reason I don't like it. But yeah. I feel like there's just, there's nothing, nothing, no oomph. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So dirty sock. Uh, what about you, Ryan? I'm going dirty sock as well. Like this dude, like not wanting to be in the commercial. I'm just sitting there like, you're going to be in the commercial, buddy. Like, just mm-hmm. like just stop the whole hemming and hawing and just get to the point. Yeah. Um, all right. Then we have the lone Netflix offering, Best Christmas Ever. Uh, starring Heather Graham, Brandy Norwood, Jason Biggs, director Mary Lambert, writers Todd Calgary, Galicano, uh, sorry, writers Todd Calgary, Galicano, and Charles Shire. Charles Shire was married to Nancy Myers, so he did a lot of her, or his credit, you know, has worked with her on a lot of her famous uh, rom-coms, Father's Brides, uh, things like that. Um, so he does have a baby boom, stuff like that. Um, and so he is a quality writer. Every year at Christmas, Jackie sends a cocky newsletter to her friend, Charlotte, Fate brings Charlotte to Jackie's doorstep. As a result, Charlotte tries to prove that her friend's life is not perfect. Cole, this sounds mean. I don't know. Just I don't like this idea of this cat fighting. And uh, and what does fate bring Charlotte to Jackie's doorstep? And then they, she's trying to prove that she's not doesn't have a perfect life. That sounds kind of mean to me. I don't know. I don't like it. What do you think, Jennifer? I gave it a sock. It's got brandy in it. So that automatically gives it a whole bunch of points. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I, I'm not sure. I totally understood the plot. Um, yeah, I think what does there's it mean? maybe Fate brings think, Charlotte to Jackie's door. I think there's three friends. So I think Charlotte and Jackie kind of team up against the perfect one. Um, something that like their that. friend's but, life. Once again, you're a better yeah. reader than me. Yes, you're right. Well, um but still i don't like that it's confusing it's it's very complicated it shouldn't as a result charlotte tries to prove that her friend's life is not perfect okay yeah Yeah, so there's a third friend so they're jealous but yeah it sounds ugly and petty and catty and i you know if if it was like a character arc for the one that's putting out the newsletter that's one thing but like these girls are just going to knock her down a peg or two Mm, merry christmas (laughs) yeah so Brandy's uh, the only one that that got that one up for me to suck. Brandy and Charles Shire, yeah, they would maybe suck, but the plot. Ooh. What do you think, uh, Ryan? This is a big old coal for me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> as soon, what? As soon as I was, <laughs> as soon as I was reading this plot, I'm like, this is starting over a newsletter. This is starting over a yeah, newsletter. I don't like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, then we have on Amazon, Candy Cane Lane, Eddie Murphy, Tracy Ellis Ross, Jillian Bell, and uh, director Reginald Hoodlin, writer Kelly Younger. Eddie Murphy stars in this holiday comedy adventure about a man on a mission to win his neighborhood's annual Christmas home decoration contest. After Chris inadvertently makes a deal with a mischievous elf named Pepper to better his chances of winning, she casts a magic spell that brings the 12 days of Christmas to life and wreaks havoc on the whole town. At the risk of ruining the holidays for his family, Chris and his wife Carol and their three children must race against the clock to break Pepper's spell, battle 
deviously magical characters and save Christmas for everyone. In the trailer, it looked like they actually went into the magical world to me. Um, like it was like a Christmas village or something. Um, but I, I, I think this, I'm going to give it a diamond ring. I think it, it will be, it's got it's such a great cast. I think it'll be funny. I hope it will be charming, whimsical. I don't know. What do you think, Jennifer? Um, I gave it an orange at first. Yeah. I was like, oh, National Lampoon again. Gross. <laughs> not a fan. I, I'm mm-hmm. notorious for not liking National Lampoon mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it went into the like weird promise with an elf and it got real creative and then the 12 days of Christmas made me think of the office and <laughs> like Andy bringing <laughs> birds into the office. So oh, there's, yeah. there is enough shenanigans in here to spice things up and uh, make things interesting. And I, I'm, yeah, I might, let's do sparkly orange. Mm. Even I'm yeah. very hopeful that that one's going to be an orange ring pop. orange ring pop there you go what do do you think ryan i'm going orange on this one if for nothing else because of eddie murphy like yeah like even it like like imagine that like golden child like like bottom of the barrel eddie murphy i still root for eddie murphy the dude is legit like really funny so i always go out of my way yeah um and tracy ellis ross she's good i mean it's a great cast um, okay, then we have Merry Little Batman on Amazon. Jonas Kibri, Luke Wilson, James Cromwell, and David Hornsby, director Mike Roth, writer Megan or Morgan Evans. When young Damien Wayne finds himself alone in the Wayne Manor on Christmas Eve, he must transform into Little Batman in order to defend his home and Gotham City from the crooks and supervillains intent on destroying the holidays. We don't have a trailer for this, and I think that will help a lot, but it, it almost seems like Home Alone meets Batman in the plot so i'm gonna give this an orange i i think it could be fun what do you think jennifer in all caps i have what with three question marks (laughs) i don't even know um i i feel like because of my familial links i should say diamond immediately just because it involves superheroes Uh, to be fair justice league uh comfort and joy is one of my favorite christmas episodes to watch every this is year. animated if people didn't know yes and um, the the episode i just mentioned is also animated and this um, is i guess there's going to be a spin-off series bat family for warner brothers animation oh heavens yeah oh, it says mary, mary little batman has been picked up alongside the spin-off series <laughs> bat family uh we oh yeah <laughs> i don't know y'all i just i'm gonna stick with my what and not rate it because i don't know what He's already a superhero. Is, we are excited like, to p- partner with Amazon to begin an all new animated chapter of Batman from the cinematic noir storytelling of Batman Cape Crusader to the comedic adventures of Merry Little Batman and Bat Family. These new projects ensure that there will be an animated Batman story ready to excite fans of all ages. It's the president oh. of Warner Brothers Animation. <laughs> I wonder, like, I am so tempted to just go get Sean and be like, have you heard about this? <laughs> and see what happens because yeah uh what do you think ryan Jen- jennifer's having some vietnam flashbacks <laughs> right now. i don't know um, Here, i just gonna... don't get it um you know you know i uh jennifer you brought up that the justice league animated show i love that show to pieces like mm-hmm. it's in this bookshelf somewhere the whole series like you will you definitely can't see it but trust me it is there so i do i trust you 
I do have a love for that. Batman the Animated Series, of course. Absolutely. But, um, I don't know. I there was no trailer for this, as far as I'm aware. I need to see that first. <laughs> I'm at least going. Orange. Yeah, it'll help once you have the trailer. Yeah, and don't watch the one that's out there now. It's not a real trailer, and it is dreadful. Right. That's right. Yeah. Um. Okay. So then we have How to Fall in Love by Christmas. This is on Roku. It's Terry Hatcher, director Michael Kennedy, writer Ansley Gordon. A beloved writer turned CEO must save her company by writing a column on her falling in love by the holidays, which is complicated by the handsome photographer who has been assigned to the piece. Um, I think this one will entirely depend on the chemistry. I do like Terry Hatcher and I really liked the Hallmark movie she made because uh, before Christmas a couple of years ago, it was one of my favorites. Um, but um, it's hard to just know without a trailer, but I'm going to give it in orange just on hope that i think it sounds like it could be kind of fun it could be really boring but uh what what do you think jennifer clinging to optimism here yeah. i gave it a sparkly orange it sounds kind of like a, a holiday version of how to lose a guy in 10 days mm, yeah, um, even the title how to fall in love by christmas yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, i love terry hatcher like you said the chemistry is going to probably determine it but i i i think there's opportunity so fingers mm-hmm. crossed don't let me down, Terry. <laughs> what do you think, Ryan? I'm going to go orange on this one. I thought it sounded promising. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then we have Journey to Bethlehem. This is a feature. Milo Mannheim, Antonio Banderas, Fiona Paloma, director Adam Anders, and writer Adam Anders. Classic Christmas melodies and modern pop songs tell the story of a young woman with an unimaginable responsibility, a young man from between love and honor and a born between love and honor and jealous jealous king so the uh, the interesting thing about this movie is that as soon as we finish this i'm not kidding i'm watching the screener because i'm interviewing the director tomorrow (laughs) oh wow yes so i hope it's good (laughs) big time rachel in the house adam anders i'm interviewing him tomorrow um i trailer actually looks pretty good pretty solid i mean uh, you know, faith-based films, they can be a mixed bag, but this looks pretty well made. I think the song's kind of fun. Um, I think this, if there is a movie that could be a sleeper Sound of Freedom hit this fall, I think this could be if like the congregations go and, and it is good and, you know, it becomes kind of a thing I could see. Um, I mean, it has a good cast. Uh, I feel like there's potential here. I mean, that's why I agreed to interview interview them obviously mm-hmm. um so <laughs> i i i'm i'm going to give it an orange i i'm hopeful i think it looks pretty decent for a you know faith-based film uh what do you think jennifer <laughs> all i wrote in mine again in all caps is terror <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, like i was it looks yeah. really good to me. The music sounded really good, but like yeah. I said, faith-based films are such a mixed bag and you've got to walk that line between respecting the source material and then making it fun. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, yeah. I'm terrified. I'm, I really, really want to like it. Yeah. It looks, it looks like it could be really good, but like, I mean, faith-based films are just. It depends on how, if they just tell a story or if they are trying to lead a ministry, that's when they they are usually weak. Is the faith based films that don't aren't just satisfied to just tell a good story, 
And, uh, and so, uh, what do you think, Ryan? Um, I mixed emotions on the one hand, uh, it's by Affirm Films and Affirm, it, they've produced, I believe they produced, I Can Only Imagine and Jesus Revolution. Those are good. So their track I, record is very solid. I actually just so, watched, finally watched Jesus Revolution on the plane. It was good. I liked it. Yeah. Because they're so, not afraid to have flawed characters. They're not afraid to have people that grow and change. And I mean, that's what you want in a faith story but they're so afraid sometimes that uh because there's a certain part of that group that audience that is just terrified of anything that's seen as like a bad influence or whatever yeah, um, exactly we're yeah. definitely getting out of the days where you say it's a good faith-based movie but like wait pure flicks actually did something good you know like yeah no no no, no. Like there's more options out there now. The Irwin brothers, they have yeah. made a lot of good ones. They're definitely their story yeah. company. That's their company. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Affirm, they've done some very good things as well. Yeah. But uh, the musical side of things, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Like when they started mm-hmm. singing, I was like, this is different. And different <laughs> isn't always good. Right. So I, I don't know. This is very much a mixed bag for me. I'm I'm gonna go the uh, orange but barely. Well I'll let you please, know. Please text me immediately yeah, when you finish. <laughs> I, I want to know the I instant it's know. over. <laughs> I'm like, is it would it be better to do the interview having not seen it? <laughs> and then I could be like blissfully naive, but but no. Um, okay, then we have the holdovers, another feature on the 27th, Paul Giamatti. Dominic Sessa, Divine Joy Randolph, director Alexander Payne, screenplay David Harrington. A curmudgeonly instructor at New England Prep School remains on campus during Christmas break to babysit a handful of students with nowhere to go. He soon forms an unlikely bond with a brainy but damaged troublemaker and with the school's head cook, a woman who just lost a son in the Vietnam War. So I think this looks great. I think it looks like one of the the great movies of 2023, not even just Christmas movies. Uh, the script looks wonderful, performances. I'm really hyped to see it. Uh, and uh, and so I'm full on diamond ring. I would be, I would be disappointed. And maybe that's the problem to have too high expectations. But if it's not one of my favorite year, movies of the year, I'll be really surprised. And I love Alexander Payne. He's made lots of good movies. Uh, it just looks so funny and so well done. Everybody I know who's seen it at festivals has enjoyed it. So I'm hyped. I think it looks really good. What do you think, Jennifer? Big old diamond ring. Yeah. Um, reminded me a lot of Dead Poet Society. Um, yeah. And I, I, I just Except not as depressing. I, please, please, <laughs> please, please, please. Um, <laughs> but it had that, that, capsule that time capsule yeah. like it looked like I mean, it was cut from the same time period how um, dare those that that son he wanted to be in a play the parents act like it's the worst thing in the world oh my word <laughs> our son is yeah. betraying no, us being in a play let's let's forget the sad part and go with the the motivational happy part yeah um that's what that's the kind of feeling that i got yeah I, i'm it looks almost like a not quite a christmas carol but like the scrooge redemption yeah, arc sort of a feel too. um so i'm i'm terrified but excited because it looked really really good it does i agree what what do you think ryan big old hope diamond from me yeah I, 
I think this looks really, really solid. I love Paul Giamatti in pretty much everything. He is he does not miss for me. So I have many Jennifer, you're shaking your head and I don't know why. He does not. He does not miss. He's even Big Fat Liar. He does not miss. Have you seen Big Fat Liar, Jennifer? No, I have not. You need to see it. Your kids will love it. It is it's hilarious. It's so good. Yeah. It looks it's been on my list. Yeah. Frankie Munitz and his Malcolm in the Middle Prime and then Paul Giamatti. Yeah. And it, like like basically like Paul Giamatti turns blue. Amanda Bynes, movie. hilarious. All the context you're getting. Oh, man. Yeah, okay. I know we'll you're on our list. You will uh, they will love it. I know they will. Um yes. okay, so then we have Xmas. Uh I just added these two today. Um on Freebie on the 17th of November, Flayton Meester, Robbie Amel and Donna Benedicto, a friend of the podcast, Donna, um, when Graham decides to surprise his family by traveling home for Christmas, he's shocked to discover them already celebrating with unexpected guest of honor, his ex-fiance, Allie. The two exes battle it out to see who the family will pick to stay through Christmas Day and who must go and let the chaos begin. And it, it, normally if I would read that description, I'd be like, oh, cat fighting, that sounds terrible. But I thought this trailer really sold it well. I, I don't know if you got either you got a chance to watch it, but mm-hmm. they just added it today. But I thought it looked genuinely funny. And uh, I was like, this sounds good. I'm I'm excited. So I actually would give this a small diamond. I think it, it the trailer really won me over. And I think it could be funny. And the idea, like there is some truth to the fact that that just from the the relationships that my siblings have been in that haven't worked out, like we kind of, especially if they date them for a long time, it's like, oh, they've kind of become part of the family. And then all of a sudden they're not in the family anymore. So that part of the dynamic, like believing if they really didn't think he was coming home, but inviting her to stay, like I could picture that, that seems believable. So that's a funny plot. And uh, I, I, I hate Xmas. That's a terrible title, but um. Uh, but I thought it, the trailer looked funny. So I, I'm optimistic. What do you think, Jennifer? I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty much everything you just said is what I would have said. Um, the trailer looks hilarious. I did stop watching the trailer because I felt like it was going a little bit too mm. into showing us all the things that are going to happen. Right. Um, but I mean, the things that we did see looked really funny. And like it's like you said, it's kind of plausible. Like it makes sense. It's not so fabricated like a lot of these films where you have to just make this thing happen mm-hmm. to where this person feels betrayed or what like this like you yeah. said, this feels completely realistic and like it could yeah. happen so I gave it a small diamond as well mm-hmm. yeah like I could picture like my parents be like if they really didn't think that one of my siblings was coming home and being like hey so-and-so that they dated like oh come up for Christmas or whatever imagine well, especially them. if they like bump into them at the store yeah or something. like the, yeah. there's all sorts of really organic things <laughs> that can actually happen but uh what do you think ryan i'm going orange mm-hmm. yeah all right last one the heiress of christmas the sun movie katrina maria and david pinnard director michelle neal and writer mark valenti Lauren, heiress to a department store in the Hamptons, is put to the test by her grandmother in an attempt to motivate her. Lauren Lauren navigates her way through working at the store during the busiest time of the year, Christmas. There's really nothing here. I uh, I think it's a coal. I mean, there's just nothing. Uh, what do you think, Jennifer? Did you watch the trailer? Mm-hmm. 
They kind of show you everything too. They show you everything. It's just, it's cold, 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 cold. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> I don't want to sit through the beginning part to get to the redemption arc and everyone's mm -hmm. just making such stupid choices at the beginning. It's like, you could obviously have avoided this entire situation if you just made better choices, which I'm yeah. sure other people say looking at my life, but <laughs> <laughs> it's always easier to judge somebody else. But what, what, what do you think, uh, Ryan? Uh, I'm going cold as well. Yeah. This did nothing for me. Yeah. Well, there we go. Uh, we gave a lot of coals, but we gave some diamond rings. So, and we covered a lot of variety. So let us know. And if you listen to this whole episode, put in your comment, put hashtag all the rest preview fun. And then we'll know that you listened to the whole thing because this was a long one, but it's really fun. Thanks so much for doing this, both of you. And hope you have wonderful Christmas seasons. And if you get to watch any of these, you have to update, uh, tag Hallmarkies podcast. Let us know what you think. So that'll be fun. And, uh, and Jennifer, do you want to share your Twitter or anything like that? Sure. Yeah, I'll do my Twitter. So uh, how do people oh, now? follow you? <laughs> yeah, how can people follow you? <laughs> right now? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my word. Uh, Jennifer, how can people me... follow you? <laughs> I'm Twitter, um, at PB and Jedi. Great. And, uh, and Ryan? Uh, well, people can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at RyanCam20. Uh, I'm not exactly sure when this podcast goes live, but as I sit now, I am at 382 subscribers. I am within like a stone's throw of 400, which is something I never thought I would say, but it's um, crazy to think I'm so close. Uh, this is being recorded in October, so Scary Mania is still going strong. I got Scorsese month coming in November. I'm going to be reviewing Casino, King of Comedy, The Departed, and Wolf of Wall Street, all Scorsese movies I've never seen before, because even though Killers of the Flower Moon is coming out this month, I decided November seemed like a good time to review some Scorsese stuff. Cool. And then Chris Mania 2 is going to be in December, 25 Christmas movie reviews in 25 days. I don't think I can do as much as Rachel does every year, but I am, I'm working my way up to it. Yeah. We'll look for your review of the Merry Little Batman. <laughs> I cannot yeah. wait to talk to yeah. Sean about this. Yeah, we'll like, that's yeah. the first thing I'm going to say. When I <laughs> Have you heard of this? Yeah. <laughs> and you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron Tomatoes. So check that out. Also, make sure you're following the podcast at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews five stars for us. And that helps people find the podcast. It really, especially during this holiday season, please, please. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. Uh, most of our viewers on YouTube aren't subscribers. So if you're in that camp, please subscribe. It really helps the algorithm a lot and, uh, and like the video. And then we also have our patron group, which is the biggest way that you can support us. And we sure appreciate that support. And we give watch alongs and other great opportunities throughout the year where you can meet talent and have a ton of fun. And then we also have the merch store. We got a whole bunch of new Christmas in merch at the merch store uh where we, we kind of went with a barbie uh inspiration as part of our christmas uh an homage you might say Ooh, to uh to barbie so it's pretty fun so please take a look at that and we sure appreciate it and uh thanks so much everybody thanks to both of you and merry merry christmas bye merry christmas y'all bye merry christmas <laughs>